Welcome to Healing with Heart, simple ideas for profound healing. These videos are meant for informational purposes only, not intended to diagnose or treat medical conditions. Hey guys, Dr. Martin Hart here. I had somebody write in asking me to do a video on autism, uh, anything I know about it or my experiences with it, and so that's this video today. Autism, unfortunately, is growing as a problem. Um, there's, there's different theories as to why that is. You know, are we better at identifying it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But here's, here's what I'm seeing in my clinical practice. Here's what I'm seeing trend um, in the medical literature is that the reality is, is that more people are being diagnosed autistic. There seems to be more autistic children out there. Um, and so it's important for us to understand it understand how to start working with it, what might be some possible triggers, and going forward. So here's what we know about autism. It has an environmental factor uh, and a genetic factor, okay? And so the environmental factor includes things like environmental toxins, uh, any medical treatments we have, uh, the diets, lifestyle, right? Um, all of that. So the, the total environment, everything we're putting in, and then genetics, you know, hereditary, nurture, uh, nature, whatever you want to call it, um, is, is what the child is born with, okay, from the parents. So typically what I'm seeing in um, my practice with autistic patients is that they were probably genetically predisposed to having some sort of an issue like that, and then they had something trigger that event for them. And so they had some sort of a uh, immune activation in the brain uh, that could be triggered with like uh, an injectable that's meant to trigger the immune system, right? If you know what I'm saying, it could be a toxin, like a heavy metal. Um, it could be an infection or an encephalitis or a head trauma, something that triggers that cascade of an immune activation and then lots of neuroinflammation, okay? So that's a big part of it. And then the other thing, common factor we're seeing is typically they have a lot of gastrointestinal issues. That's a big one. Okay, uh, I see a lot of them with parasites and other infections. That seems to make it all worse. Okay, the more you can get those things down, sometimes I've seen uh, autism reverse. That does happen, or at least drastically improve. And sometimes by dealing with all these things like the toxic load, the parasite load, infections, inflammation, diet, what you get is is the child or the person may still be autistic, but now they're becoming highly functional because you're taking away all these stressors in the body, you're taking away all the load. Now, another big factor I'm seeing with autistic children is the fact that it's, it's an imbalance between what their brain is, is wanting to do, like what they're wanting to do inside, and then what their brain and body is allowing them to um, express, okay? So for them, and this is from working with a lot of autistic patients, you know, their brain might be saying, run this way, okay? They might, you know, might be getting all the right cues. They want to run from here to there. But what's happening is they can't quite run, they've got a weird gait, right? And they're going all over the place because their motor system, the part of the nervous system that tells their body what to do, right? So if I do a coordinated activity, like just you know brushing my hair back, that's my motor system knows what to do. I just have to give it the signal and it does what I want. We kind of take that for granted until you don't have an issue. For them, it ends up doing all sorts of weird stuff. And then they have to stimulate their brain, right? You've seen that, uh, where they're stimming or making noises. 
Uh, and a lot of times what I find is that when the stimming's increasing, it usually means there's more agitation in the nervous system. That's not always perfectly true, but it's pretty common. Okay, so then, so then there's this, we understand now there's this gap between um, what the rest of the nervous system wants to do and what the motor uh, system, the neuromuscular and sensory motor system will allow them to do. And so that has to do a lot with speech when they're nonverbal is getting that motor system to, to follow through with what they're trying to say, which is also why like the letter boards or the um, spell to speak type things do really well with autistic kiddos, whether or not you know, you're into that. I've, I've seen it work wonders. Okay. Most of these autistic kids, I would say, you know, everyone I've worked with, I know they've got, they've got a great little heart in there, but they've got a brilliant mind. Most of them are having thoughts you would never expect them to have because they have no way to express them. Um, and so offering them ways to express themselves is huge. Finding ways to communicate, kind of getting off topic there. So let's keep going. So that's, so that's what I see. What do, so let's, let's recap there so I can move on because I'm kind of a stream of consci consciousness that, um, this for you. So number one, you know, it's, it's, there's a environmental component and an hereditary component. Okay. Um, there usually is an immune activation event, something that triggers an over response to the immune system leading to a ton of neuroinflammation. Part of that is due to toxins, um, immune injectables, um, poor diet, gastrointestinal issues, infections, okay? Um, heavy metals are a big one that are triggering that immune activation and neuroinflammation, okay? And there's also a component of where it deals with the motor, sensory motor system of the body, where it's having a hard time actually doing what the you and the brain are asking it to do. So what have I seen helpful with that? Um, we have to, number one, change the diet and lifestyle. A lot of these kids, you need to get gluten, dairy, preservatives, sugar, uh, way down and out of their diet. Gluten and dairy, I've seen across the board for those kids, needs to go. I would highly recommend you do a food sensitivity test because that can be life-changing for these kids. Because if you're getting inflammation from something you're eating that you think is okay, it may not be. Let's say you're trying to go gluten-free, but it turns out this poor kid is super allergic to arrowroot which you're using as a gluten-free replacement, and you think you're doing a good thing, which is amazing that you're, you're doing this for them, but you don't know. And so uh, doing some food testing can be a great option there for them so you can get that stuff out of that diet because it's going to be a big source of inflammation, okay? And um, so that's a, that's a big one. Dealing with the toxicity, a very gentle detox, slow and low for them a lot is, is a great route. Dealing with any infections, and like I said, across the board, parasites uh, I've seen, okay, with these kiddos. And so they, of course, they have a correlation, parasites do with toxicity, because they try to balance toxicity in our body. So I don't recommend you just go blasting, um, if you have like an autistic child, you just go blasting them with antiparasitics and, you know, doing heavy metal chelation. No, 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 we, we've got to do it in a certain order so the body can deal with it appropriately. It's got an order of operations. And so... Um, these parasites may be helpful at first. And so we have to be cognizant of that as you're dealing with it. Um, looking for any vitamin and mineral deficiencies. That can be a big one and cause weird symptoms. I've you know, seen where a random thiamine, B1 deficiency, causes what looks like a chronic strep throat. Uh, but actually it was a B1 deficiency. And so looking at what nutrients are they missing and helping to replace those nutrients. We want to do that as best we can with a good broad diet. But at the same time... Um, you need to be aware they may need supplementation. Uh, and because there's something going on that's that's beyond typical, right? 
it's it's a it's a major neurological event issue sometimes we have to use what's called therapeutic doses which means big doses for a long period of time we're not just trying to necessarily um just give them tiny amounts we want to balance the body back out so if the pendulum's all the way over here sometimes we have to swing it back here so we can then we can finally get it back to middle okay we've got to deal with the damage we did and bring it back the damage that was done and so those are all important to note occupational therapy physical therapy exercise are all really big uh, helping them to gain the motor skills that they need um, speech therapy has been successful somewhat i've seen a lot more success with working with the autistic patient figuring out what's the best way to help them express themselves so uh spell to speak i believe is what it's called i could be wrong but that one's been a that one's been a big one um, that's really good but you know sign language can be a great one some keywords are all great and um you know treat them their age you know and i mean you know you, you got to accommodate of course but don't talk down to them don't talk to them like they don't understand what you're saying um, because even if they can't communicate it, they probably do understand. They just can't get their body to do what you're asking them to do, or they can't get their body to do what they want it to do. And so be aware of that. Uh, that's a big one. Okay. So, and there's a, there's of course a full spectrum, right? We call it the autistic spectrum. There's really high functioning and then there's, um, really low functioning. And so you have to look at all of that and go between, right? It, you know, you, you may not be able, somebody who's really low functioning, you're going to have to do more and more accommodation for than someone's high functioning. So keep that in mind um, when, when you're looking at all this. So as, as we go over this, I gave you, you know, kind of my understanding of what's going on in the system, some idea of how my approach to it, and then some little tips and tricks too for dealing with it. I hope this is helpful for you. Feel free to post some questions down below. I'll do my best to answer them. Uh, share it if you find it useful. And if you need some help uh, with with understanding autism or neurological inflammation or things like that, neurological diseases, feel free to reach out. We're always here to help and, and do our best in serving you. Take care.